What's up, everybody? This is the Movie Misfits Podcast. We're back this week. We changed the pick from... uh, What was the pick? The Father? The Father, yeah. Yep. Yep. Changed from The no. Father to... Um, U.S. versus Billy Eilish. I mean, fucking <laughs> Holiday. No, no. <laughs> Eilish is Redo. kind of is Billy Holiday. She's Redo. sort of like she's sort of like just as important as Billy oh, Holiday was. No, 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 no. no. Cut One the tape. Cut the tape. Cancel it. But anyways, what? I'm here with my co-hosts John and Ozzy. Say hi, you guys. What up? What's up? I now want to see a movie called. Uh, United States versus Billie Eilish. <laughs> she has a they documentary. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about that. She, wrote she does have a documentary. Podcast, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let's just talk about that movie right off yeah. the bat because I just saw it today. And, um, what what did you think about it, John? Let me pull up. I I really need to learn this actress's name because like she was Angela fantastic. Day. I don't even and, know her name. Okay. Angela Day and she got she attributed her last name because of Billie Holiday. So she oh. was like always like inspired by Billie Holiday. And also never acted at anything before this. She was like a singer. Yeah. So this is her first performance. Oh shit. She's actually really? singing, right? Yeah. So when she won the Golden Globe, she was that's why she was so excited. I was when I watched her accept this speech, I was like, "All right, chill. Come on. Be humble." <laughs> but then I was like, "Oh shit, she like it makes sense. Just did that was like her first thing. So well, she she did like Cars three. It looks like, but that's oh she did. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, yeah, that's let's huge. Not talk, right? Let's that's not huge. talk about that. Let's <laughs> not talk about that. She's a, first performance. First performance. Every time she gets asked, she's like, no, 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 no. That doesn't exist. No, no, no. <laughs> what Cars? What? Nah. This is my first movie. Are you sure she didn't do the soundtrack, or did she actually voice? Come on, voice acting doesn't count. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah so like i really i really like this film um these these types of films are killing it like with the equality uh aspect and everything like that um you know like we watched one night in miami and what was the other there was a the uh judas and the black judas and the black I saw yeah that. also her name is andre day i fucked i it's not angela but go on Okay. Uh yeah, like equality films are really doing well, like really um incredible work this year. Um it might be a little bit Oscar bait, but fuck it. I don't care. I really enjoyed it. Um the main actor is incredibly like the real thing. Um down to the voice and just like down to like the tonality of her singing. It sounded exactly like Billie Holiday. Um, and I, I remember listening to Billie Holiday through like freaking video games, man. I think Fallout 3 had like on the radio station just like really old time tunes to like fit in that uh, like 1950s uh, apocalypse vibe. And it was just like really surreal just hearing this actress's voice. I mean, She's on a whole nother level in terms of like embodying an actress, and she really deserved that Golden Globe. Um, I don't, I can't really think of anyone else that would fit into this role better. Yeah, uh, her. Uh, I think even like Kanye West sampled a couple of her songs in his music. Like she's very damn. influential. Um, here's she's the gonna thing: make it. she's gonna make a big. Yeah, she's gonna blow like, up in this she, movie, dude. 
she's like her performance in this is insane like you look at the stuff she had to do she got like like she did like a nude scene and it was like not even like a it was like a very i don't know she's very vulnerable there like yeah it was very vulnerable like to do like like, yeah go on go on um it almost seemed like watching porn it was fucking it was like too much it was like yeah that that's lee Daniels, like a little bit the too director much. He, he's kind of like into that like really overtly sexual stuff in, in his movies like did you see the paper boy oh no i don't think i had uh yeah it dude it, that movie like it's john cusack nicole kidman I don't even want to describe the scene, but uh, <laughs> there's some weird sex stuff in that movie. Anyways, huh. yeah, the the just the bravery to like do that, like where you have to like do a sex scene or like do full frontal in your first movie, like it's your first performance and you have to do it in front of everybody, in front of like a whole crew, all the actors watching you and stuff. And she just like did it so well. And her performance, her voice, she sounds nothing like that in real life her voice sounds nothing like that she like changed her physicality and changed her entire voice to fit this character and that's something like a method actor would do like daniel day lewis Mm -hmm. you'd be like holy shit he but completely changed himself to be this actor but like she did it so well and i can't believe it was her first performance like i didn't know that when i watched the movie i was like oh man why haven't I ever seen her? Why haven't I seen her in anything before this? Like, she's too good. So, and like this movie, this movie was really good, right? This movie would be really good if I've never seen a movie before in my life, right? <laughs> like, okay. okay. I have to add that caveat. Like, if I just was like teleported from like the 1800s and saw this movie, I would be like, holy shit, like moving moving images with like sound that's fucking crazy but it's so dude (laughs) i couldn't i like i couldn't take it just the dialogue it was so really obvious it was so like in your face let me just read uh, off like a couple quotes that they said in this movie it it was just like they kept on ozzy i wish you saw this it was like so beating you over the head over like the exposition (laughs) and it was so like tell don't show they just told you everything over and over again like uh it's an historical piece right like an historical it is a historical piece and i didn't know anything about this before right like i didn't know anything so they had to like introduce me to all the stuff and they had to like tell the story to me Mm -hmm. like as an audience member who is completely clueless about all this but they kept driving home the same points over and over again where she's like i really want to sing this song basically what the story is about is <clears throat> um billy holiday was like a very famous singer like very respected in her time and she made a song about lynching in like basically the 1940s and she got a lot of pushback for performing the song and literally the u.s government went after her for her drug use since they couldn't go out since they couldn't like get her on anything else so for the rest of her life after like she started performing that song the fbi started aggressively going after her and that was basically 
<clears throat> the movie and in it in itself that story is great like i love that story but the way it was told is what i have an issue with like okay. all the characters were not very well fleshed out like they were very two-dimensional here's the mm. thing with like evil <clears throat> quote-unquote characters like evil people at the end of the day they think they're doing the right thing right but here's something like we do you remember in the beginning of the movie they were like in the fbi meeting room they're like all talking about um billy holiday and they're like what are we gonna do about her right yeah yeah and they might as well have just been like twirling their mustaches <laughs> and like laughing it was evilly, a little bit cheesy like yeah. the joker one of the quotes were like people are st- <laughs> People are calling this song a starting gun for the civil rights movement. Like some guy in that meeting actually said that. And it's like, that's not dialogue. That's like, it does st- sound like a textbook, obvious <laughs> like, exposition. You're just yeah. like reading facts off exactly from a textbook. And you're just like, okay, I get it. Like, we don't want her to sing the song. And like, none of the, none of the characters really seemed like, people to me at the end of the day like i thought that the fbi people were just like straight up evil although at the like after i watched the movie i did realize that the guy was a pretty scummy guy like the head of the fbi he Mm. people were saying that like he was a racist guy even during that time like the 1920s on like imagine being in the 1920s and people just being like damn dude you're going a little far with the racism dude like holy shit chill (laughs) like you must have been pretty damn racist and he was the head of the fbi until he was like 70 or maybe not the head of the fbi but the head of like a very important um organization within the government Mm -hmm. and like and he was given uh something from jfk yeah he was given an award award from kennedy and he like he aggressively went after this woman until like she was on her deathbed. Even when she was on her deathbed, he was still yeah. Going that after was crazy, her. man. Like when they're yeah. Um, I don't know if it's spoilers, but like towards the end, she's on her deathbed, and yeah, these cops are like all surrounding her and they're like uh, interrogating her almost. Like they put down a tape recorder and everything, and they're just like, "All right, tell us where you're getting the drugs." Yeah, and it's like have some decency, man. She's like, her kidney is failing. Yeah, her uh, body is a, failing. She's a dope addict. So like, this movie was very similar to Cherry. I felt I with, thought like, the same with like the execution, um, as well because like I thought we were talking about how Cherry should have been a TV show. I feel like this would have been better if this was a TV show. Oh, for <laughs> honestly, sure. yeah, because like when you do uh pieces that are historical or like Cherry, where there's just like a lot of narration and a lot of like the the time scale that this happens is like very drawn out and over long periods i feel like that deserves to be a limited series Um, yeah because here's the thing about like musical biopics right like you think of all the musical biopics you see when they rise up into like star stardom and that makes you like root for them that makes you like cheer for them that makes you like hope they do well but by the time from like the first scene of the movie billy holiday is already the like a huge star like everyone loves her everyone knows about her mm-hmm. so you kind of just see her in that lens 
and you don't really get to see her as like a nobody rising up to the biggest like jazz singer right and i thought that um one night in miami did like a much better job at depicting like responsibility and like fame and using your platform to speak out because i don't know i had a lot of issues with this movie with like the pacing with like just the building up to nothing like i kind of felt like i was just watching events happen without really building up to anything and it was just like honestly i have to say like the storytelling was starting to become a very big problem to the point where i was like starting to not appreciate the performance as much which is like crazy to say the performance was so good and i was like starting to be like man when is this gonna end i'm like tired of like watching this because it was so it was like two hours and 11 minutes and i think it didn't have to be that long because like they used this thing that they always use in these types of movies where like in the beginning it's a journalist interviewing her being like so tell me about your life and then she flashes back to her life (laughs) it is very yeah very formulaic i've seen this before very formulaic yeah i've seen this all Uh, before and it it was just like super beating you over the head and like i wish this movie was better because i think she deserved like a better storytelling device and if you see just the general awards like this movie wasn't really nominated for anything other than best actress for her which she definitely deserved right and she won it but that was like a big upset in the golden globes like no one thought it would go to her so um yeah, I think like her isolated alone, her performance is fantastic. Yes. I wouldn't even say that it's like worth watching the whole movie. I would say like watch the first 30 minutes and then you're probably, you're probably, good. and then like watch a documentary about <laughs> Billie yeah. Holiday's life or like read an article or like read her Wikipedia page. Cause I was like reading a lot of stuff, seeing what was like fact, what was fiction in the movie. And that, that was almost way better than watching the movie itself. But what would you give it, man? What would you give it? Yeah, I definitely like, let me start to think. Like, I agree with you uh, that it's the script doesn't really hold up, but I disagree with you on like not watching the entire thing. I think no, that's fine. Should watch it um, just because of her performance. Um, but yeah, that's just like my opinion. I, I loved it. Um, well, I loved her. <laughs> I don't know if I loved the movie itself, but. I'm you, gonna you, give it... you don't have to change your opinion. You like you can disagree with me, please. Yeah, no, I... no, no. Like I agree with like how the script was pretty formulaic, but I think her performance just like kept me invested the entire time. Even the other guy, like the FBI detective. Oh. Yo, he was in Moonlight. Um, yeah, oh, shit. I gotta watch Moonlight again. Um, oh, dude, it's good. Like he was also his his character was pretty complex. I think um, he had to go against the fbi with the you know falling in love with her and everything but then he also wanted to clean up the streets and you know get drugs off the streets but then he ended up doing drugs just to be close to her so it was like i liked the there's like many layers on top of his character and i think he did well portraying that every other character was kind of just like they had their charm but eh, you could swap them out with pretty much any other like stand-in person so uh i give the movie 
a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, okay. Um, if it didn't have this actress and like she didn't go 0 to 100, I probably would have given this film like a 6 out of 10. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, I give it a... I, I think uh, I had like a different outlook. Maybe I just was not feeling it but i i really i really didn't like it and i usually don't not like movies i usually can Mm -hmm. find stuff that i like but i was just so bored during the movie and like the performance can only take you so far so i'll give it like a 4.5 and that was like that's all because of um the the performance yeah that's Mm -hmm. because like all for andre day and some of the visuals are really good, like, and the cinematography is really good. The movie looks great, production design, everything, all that aesthetic, awesome. But the storytelling itself really had me uh, wanting more. But sort of transitioning mm-hmm. away from that, I want to talk a little bit about, like, this got me thinking about musical biopics in general. Like, what do you guys think of musical biopics? Was was this a musical biopic? Like, did they sing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. The one issue I had with the movie it was just like plot point singing, plot point singing, plot point singing. She'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to jail," and then she'd get out of jail, and then she'd sing like a song in entirety, and then she'd like do something. She'd like do heroin, and then she'd sing a song in entirety. So it was kind of like an album movie, like Bohemian Rhapsody. They felt like they had to like play all of her hits. In the was movie, it, was it like like the music moved the story along, or was it just like mm. her like it was story and then a musical performance and then more story? No, no the 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 only song that maybe like was significant was when she sang that song that was like very significant for mm-hmm. the story, but otherwise she sang like a lot of songs in the movie and. That's why I have a problem with musical biopics. I feel like that <laughs> formula is so present in all of them because they feel like they have to play so many songs. And then that's what they do. It's just like story progression, song, story oh. progression, song, story progression, song. And like, if you're not a fan of the music, it kind of gets, leaves you cold a little bit. Mm. After yeah. like the fifth song, I'm kind of like, oh Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> no, yeah, I, like I liked uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but I can see how that formula can get annoying. Um, is this is, was this done by the same studio by Fox? No, right? I think so. I don't think I don't so. Uh, I think it was Amazon. Oh no, Hulu made it. It was Wait. Hulu, but they like bought it. So I don't know who actually produced it. Oh, but... let me. I'm gonna check. But like in general, I like. But I haven't. I haven't really watched or like seen a lot of musical biopics to say that I'm tired of it. Because a lot of the ones that I have seen, like I've liked. Um, yeah, I have to like the music. Like that's. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Know. For this, I didn't know any of her music. Like I knew a couple lines from the the like controversial song mm-hmm. but that was it so i felt like i was just watching someone else like someone else's you know mm-hmm. fantasy of what was going on and like someone yeah. else's fan fiction sort of 
Yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like you have to toe the like with these movies, you have to toe the line of like good like of, of the music mm-hmm. and the story. Um and like not just shoehorning songs for the sake of shoehorning it. Shoe I can't fucking say that word. Um or putting in that song just for the sake of it to like yep. tell like yeah, they're like I think you have to use their songs very appropriately with whatever scene you're in. Um and, yeah, I think yeah. it's so much better to like just have a final stage performance at the end and have that be like your best home hitter mm. instead of just having a bunch of other like pieces sprinkled in for an album. But that yeah. being said, I did really like the music and Billie Holiday and like her singing and stuff because just like I'm a I'm yeah. a fan of that kind of music and uh, I don't know I re- I really loved her voice. Her voice was just like I was. I had to like look it up. I just like couldn't believe that was her voice. I thought they were actually using Billie Holiday, and it's like holy crap. Uh, <laughs> but like, Dude, yeah, in, in yeah, other movies like really The good. Star Is Born, like, oh my god, I was annoyed by all those songs. Uh, <laughs> even though, like, everyone's just like, oh, I got cried at the song. It's just like, dude, I want to see the story progress. Like, why are we <laughs> singing all? This yeah, song? it does seem like you're like watching. Okay, we're gonna cut, and then we're gonna play this song. Mm. And- if you don't like it, then you're not going to like it. But if you like it, then <laughs> you're watching the right movie. I but, uh, Yeah, the, go on. The, the, again, I haven't seen this movie, so I can't comment specifically on this. But like in, in Bohemian Rhapsody, I really liked how they, they played the songs, but they weren't necessarily him singing the songs. They actually yeah. kind of amplified what was happening in the scene. Like they, they played the um, Another One Bites the Dust. As they were showing him, like, get like more entrenched in that party life, and how yeah. like mm. the song actually really complemented him, like starting to use drugs more, starting to like party more, and like I thought that was really good, and I thought they used that really well in that movie. But if if, if it sounds like that all this all the music that was in here was just her performing that song. Yeah. On stage, um, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't wouldn't be a fan of that personally. I, like I feel like they probably couldn't find a good enough way to embed her songs with whatever they were trying to convey. Yeah, I think when they even for Bohemian Rhapsody, when they perform Bohemian Rhapsody, they're like in the studio recording it, right? Oh, they're yeah, like yeah. thinking like, what do we put here? What do we put here? Oh no, no one's ever going to be able to play this on the radio. Like this is never going to get popular. And yeah. That's sort of a more creative way to get around it, but I felt like I was watching like this movie like half a concert movie and then like half a, a historical biopic. <laughs> uh But moving on from wait, that, wait, wait, did, you, wait. did you give it a number? Yeah, wait. I gave it an, I gave it a 4.5. Oh, sorry. I, rip. I, I, I might not <laughs> My bad. I the the performance was really good and like the, the cinematography and stuff was good, but what would it was you give it if it actually had a good script and like actually didn't? Oh, whoa. Like there was not a lot of it performances all the time. <laughs> That'd be or, like, like oh, what what would it be like if this was like a different movie? Yeah. <laughs> what would you give like the Social Network? Actually, no. Like, what, uh, like, what would you give the Social Network if it had to shoot your script? And, and it had mu- it just had songs in the middle. It just had like Kanye songs in the middle. Uh, yeah. Take out I the would, music. 
dude like i think this story had a lot of potential like the craziness of what happens but i just needed more character work i needed like more subtlety too and i needed both sides to be like represented not not even well i don't even want to like say that oh i need to have empathy for the fbi agents i just need to know (laughs) why like there has to be a reason yeah they did seem like very evil from the get-go just exactly they're just like classic evil villain they're just like darth vader you know they're just like evil to be evil and uh you have to in a movie you have to have like intention and an obstacle so that there has to be like that struggle and i didn't really think there was much much of that in this but we can move on to another wait wait, sorry you have another thing to add no 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 i wait what are we moving on to uh i wanted to talk about the suicide squad trailer oh okay Mm. Or we could talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I, I had a good, tra- I had a good transition. Oh, dude, bring me there. I didn't have one. <laughs> uh, from from okay, so what was the last thing you said? I that, said like, the villain, something about like being a villain. Yeah, we needed we needed better motivations or like uh, better character work for the v- villains. Well, oh, someone that's not a villain, but like is soon like is turning into one, and you can kind of see it. Is this new Captain America? Okay, dude, let's go. <laughs> that was good. Um, the Falcon can... and the Winter Soldier episode two. What did you guys think exactly. of it? I I'm I'm really liking this show. Um, it's it's super political. Like it's it's diving into like race relations. Um, like uh, heavily. Like I thought this episode especially dealt with that a lot. But I'm I'm liking where it's going. Like the action's still pretty pretty good um so i'm excited to see what's what's next i have a lot to say about this what do you guys yeah. think first john did you see it i might have not watched it damn dude all good, all good. sorry we're, we're not on the same page this this week but yeah uh, <laughs> did you see it eric yeah i saw it i saw it would you um would you think i liked it i liked it? a lot i liked it more than the first episode the first episode was just setting the groundwork and like the dramatic base but this episode we got to really see the falcon and the winter soldier (laughs) work together uh we got to see like a lot of cool action scenes man like i thought the opening action scene was just gonna be like okay we're gonna just you know stay off the gas for a little bit we're gonna like try to save some money but dude i think they're like gonna have a crazy action scene in every movie and i'm pretty excited for it because this this action scene was like super high budget. It, like it's straight out of a a theatrical movie. I feel. Yeah, yeah. It looks like all the action stuff looks really movie quality. Yeah, and uh, like you were saying with the the race relations stuff, when he's like in Baltimore, he gets like stopped by the police, and they are on the brink of like arresting him or finding some excuse to arrest him. Oh yeah. And dude, that's... They're like, do you even know who this guy is? And they're <laughs> like, Oh shit. Oh my bad, dude. My bad. <laughs> they were, they were, they told, they asked Bucky, like, is this guy bothering you? Yeah. He's it's like, like, what? Oh no. my God. <laughs> Let's... And then they arrested him instead. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, we'll get this guy. 
<laughs> twist the wrist of the white guy, dude. But no, dude, like, like I don't like. I feel, I feel like this entire show is gonna be like it's gonna focus heavily on race. But I think in this one specifically, there was a lot of stuff that had to do with race, with like the new Captain America and how um, privileged he is, and like, like it, it, it seems like he's like, like it's ah oh, fuck, it's hard, it's hard to say this without like triggering people no just say it just say it off the um, cuff dude but like he, he has a very white privilege like sense to him <laughs> um was, throughout was his parents like, really rich no it's just like how he um he's being like brought up like he has like a bunch of power and he's like well look at me look who i am of course i'm gonna do this and like hey like i'm the boss like I, like his entire energy i felt like ensued that like privilege energy if that makes sense um yeah i, I could see what you mean but I, here's the thing i, I want to give like a little pushback on that sure. because do you remember when he's in the locker room and he's talking about like all the stuff he's going through and he's kind of like afraid he's kind of like insecure about filling yeah. in these shoes he's like i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to do it and yeah i thought that see that's like character depth and you're like well this guy's not just going to be like a cartoony guy who they're just going to make you hate arbitrarily and then they're going to have the falcon punch him in the face and take the shield yeah. back right yeah so he's got like a little bit of depth where he isn't yeah. just like some random guy like he actually has won three medals of honor he's like bit he's like a tenured vet and he he's like studied captain america the old captain america steve rogers so he's like qualified and he is mm -hmm. competent in combat, but yeah, I, his behavior, like at first, I really liked him. I was like, "Oh shit!" They introduced oh, yeah. this guy. I thought I was gonna fucking hate him, but then you see him interact with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he's got like a very almost quarterback, like captain energy. But mm -hmm. that that's not really earned yet because it's like his first day, right? He's already like giving them order, barking orders at them and shit. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you've been here for like a day. We have been here for like five years plus, you know? Yeah. So that I can see like, I was like, okay. Especially at the end where he's like, well, if you're not going to help me, then stay the fuck out of my way. And I was yeah. like, damn, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> dude, uh, I, yeah. I completely agree with like, like I felt like at the, like I went into this going like, I'm not going to like this character is obviously going to be an asshole. But the beginning scene Man, like, oh, maybe, maybe he's gonna be like, like a genuinely good guy who's like, like maybe I'm gonna like him. And as as the episode went on, I like I just started disliking him more and more until the yeah. end where he like gives that final fuck off moment. And it's yeah. like, okay, that that's the kind of guy he is. Where if he doesn't get his way, he gets angry. Dude, uh, I love that stuff. It seems like up until now, he's like gotten his way. Uh, like into even getting the role of Captain America, so we'll see how. And I'm pretty sure that attitude is gonna lead to him kind of doing something stupid. I feel like, I feel like because he he he's so used to getting his way, and now he's up against these like super soldier people. He's gonna like something. He's gonna do something to like try to make himself be a super soldier, and which is gonna fuck him up in the end. I think he's going to become like a, like a straight up villain. Yeah. Like that. That's what I love about 
this show is they sort of are able to manipulate the audience well. Like at first, you fucking hate him. He's like replacing a fan favorite superhero. And then you're like, oh, actually, maybe I had this guy wrong. And he actually seems like a pretty all right guy. But then the more you see see him, the more you see him act around other people, you realize that he does have a character flaw. And mm. that is that he's very gung-ho. He's very like eager to impress. Like it's his first job. Like he he stepped onto the big stage and he really wants to perform. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants like that's why I think he wanted to team up with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He wanted them to help him so he could maybe like get the credit, right? Uh, and okay. get like the claim of beating these guys. He was like, well, you can't beat them. I can't beat them. Maybe if we work together, we can do yeah. it. But like, it's always that Captain America that gets all the credit, right? Yeah. So he seemed, he seems like Steve Rogers. He seems like Chris Evans, except a less humble, more like ambitious version of him. It's like mm-hmm. if Captain America was born in today's world where like he used to be like Captain America in like the forties, super humble, patriotic guy. But now he's more like of an individual like self-interested person, right? Who wants to like further himself possibly over the the nation or whatever, the country. Right. right. Dude, I'm honestly I'm surprised that he didn't take his phone out and fucking took a selfie as he was trying to fight these guys. He like- Yeah. <laughs> Although there's one moment I was like, "All right, dude, that was pretty sick." Remember when he the his like partner or his like sidekick is Oh, battle fell, fell off the truck he throws the shield under him oh yeah just yeah, yeah. in time so it falls under him and then it like skids so he doesn't hit the ground i was like uh-huh. all right man that's pretty sick yeah dude and like their their like reaction to doing that like when they're like oh fuck we're actually doing this we're actually being like superheroes kind of like i, I feel like says a lot about their characters as well where yeah. they're like they're very much in this like at least their attitudes towards being in these positions is like it, it, for the celebrity yeah c- kind of kind of but it's yeah it's, it's like in in themselves personally where it's like oh we're 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 heroes this is we're superheroes we're doing it we're being uh, uh, avengers or whatever i don't know if, i don't even know if these guys are treated like technically avengers or not as of this point, but um, yeah, it, it, it felt like very much like uh, like a broy, like fuck yeah, kind of moment. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, but America, like, fuck yeah, <laughs> America. Don't a lot of superhero movies have that, like as a cliche. Or like oh yeah, show, just to like yeah. be to have imposter syndrome for like a very long time, and then finally just like accept your role. I don't know. This this guy has imposter syndrome. Actually, wait, maybe a little bit. I feel Falcon probably does. Yeah, probably did at the beginning of. So I gave the shield away, dude. Episode, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think, like, who knows? That might be like a. That might be like a theme to this entire series. Um, Yeah, and then. fucking more on on this episode they introduced uh isaiah which is the black captain america oh yeah i didn't know anything about that guy he's he's like a character in the comics and it's like kind of fucked up what happens to him because he's 
like back when they're like Steve Rogers dies um in like the like uh, World War Two, he um they like they keep trying to like get another super soldier formula out there and they experiment on on black people. Whoa because, until That's they in get the comics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude! Comics be like actually having good political commentary because yeah. they did that with the Tuskegee Airmen, right? Like that's a thing in U.S. history that that happened. But go on. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like I, I think in the comics, he's like the only one that survived, and he becomes like this Black Captain America. But I don't I, I don't remember exactly how like it might have been probably the US government or whatever but they completely hide the fact that he ever existed um or that this stuff was ever done and they put him in jail um for I think at the time in, like for like impersonating Captain America or stealing his like uniform or shield or some something like that I'm, I I don't exactly know why they put him in jail but they put him in jail and they erased any evidence of him. Damn. Um, and I'm I'm super surprised they're introducing him here because it looks like they're doing a pretty good job at like representing who that character is from the comics. And I feel like like, like it's super interesting how um Sam or Falcon reacts to to act learning that there was like a black Captain America. And like cuz he he was upset like he he probably thought that people weren't going to accept a black Captain America now, and knowing that there was one before that they didn't accept, I'm wondering <laughs> how like, he or like they didn't even know about like the government didn't accept and like how they're not accepting him now. It's just like a a, a lot of like commentary on those two two characters. Yeah, interesting. I like where the show's going. It feels like the Falcon is like. N- uncertain uh he doesn't want to be like it it feels like a jackie robinson story right where jackie robinson was the first black baseball player right but he was he didn't want to be like a racial icon or like a civil rights movement Mm. activist but it was like he like almost people in that role are reluctantly thrust into the spotlight and then sort of grab on and then accept it and then like embrace it afterwards so it seems like that's where it's going to go where he's going to become like captain america and then it's going to be like okay i'm gonna have to deal with the controversy and i'm Mm -hmm. gonna have to like become a model citizen even if i don't want to be and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have to like represent this ideal or represent this message like Mm -hmm. or for like black people you know but what the the last scene right where he's like, we got to talk to this guy, and then it cuts to some guy in jail. Did you know who that guy was? That completely went over my head. Yeah, it's Baron Zemo, the villain from Civil War. All right, here's the thing, man. I'm not as clued in as the Marvel movies. Like, <laughs> I feel like Marvel <laughs> movies are like McDonald's. I just eat them, and I'm like, oh, dude, that was fucking awesome. And then like it just passes <laughs> through me. Like it's like no, like no nutrition was like in ingested into my body so and you get the runs yeah and then i get the runs it just quickly i like forget everything <laughs> it just passes through my mind but the experience is great i was like fuck dude that that was amazing i love that anyways <laughs> what's next well, so who's well, this baron zima character in in have you seen have you seen civil war have you i've seen, seen I, i've seen it i don't remember 
he's he's the guy that basically tears them apart, tears the Avengers apart. He like uh, it, his backstory in the movies is he his family was killed in Sokovia in like a, the Ultron movie, and he's like he wants revenge against the Avengers because they're basically the reason that they're dead. They're like un uh, what um what's the word the, like he he feels like they haven't taken responsibility or like they just do shit without like consequences and he wants to tear them apart from the inside so he goes through like this elaborate plan to like tear them apart and he actually does but then he gets caught and he goes to jail um i'm not going to like ruin like civil war for anyone who hasn't watched it i think you should watch it it's really good um, but here they're 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 going back to talk to him because it looks like he ha- he might have information that that they need from Hydra. So Hydra's coming back, probably. Oh, um, that's gonna trigger flashbacks for Bucky. Ooh, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, <laughs> but so it's it, like super interesting. I don't know who the actual villain of this season of this series is because we have the Flag Smashers, we have this new Captain America, and now we have Baron Zemo. So we have three people that can potentially be um, villains. villains. Uh, the, the major villain. Um, I, I, I want to... Like, my prediction is that the major villain of this series is going to be the new Captain America. And then they're going to set up Baron Zemo for another movie or show. Like, he's just going to show up at the end, probably, to, like, as... To, to like be like the villain villain and the flag smashers are just going to be like a, a way for for this new captain america to get super strength or like the super soldier serum mm-hmm. which which in the show i think even in the comics it like amplifies who you are so if you're good you become like really good so that's why captain america is like this like really noble guy but if you're a shitty person inside it amplifies that. So maybe we'll see this new Captain America become like a really shitty person. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that's Baron Zemo's like, he doesn't like the fact that there are superheroes or like super powered people and he wants to get rid of all of them. Um, I see. Did, okay. So fuck, this is, this is a lot of, of stuff in the comics. Baron Zemo is the leader of the Thunderbolts and the Thunderbolts are a bunch of supervillains who pretend to be heroes so that people trust in them. They're like, oh, they're heroes. And then they do a bunch of, like, villain shit to, like, Uh make people distrust in heroes. Oh, so they basically set them up. Yeah, exactly. Make them look bad. So, yeah, exactly. So, and this is also rumor from, like, Kevin Feige and everyone like that, like, the business side, that that he is working towards either a movie or another show about them. So maybe he'll set up Baron Zemo to be this character. Um, okay. Yeah. And he's also setting up, you know, that, that, um, the kid that opens the door for Isaiah. Yeah. He's he powers. No, but well, I don't know. He might, he might have like dormant super soldier serum in him. Cause he's probably his like, people are speculating that it's probably his grandson who becomes an Avenger, who's like a part of the young Avengers group, along with um, 
the the two kids, the 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 twins from Wanda, um, Cassie Lang, the daughter of uh, of Ant Man, and Miss Marvel, who's having a show now, and one other person, uh, a couple other people, but they're like setting the groundwork for that team. So, dude, this shows these shows are doing fucking a lot of setup. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean. Great. It's cool if you're a Marvel fan, you know. Yeah. 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 Look forward to it, John. We're gonna make you watch a lot of fucking Marvel shit in the future. Hey man, dude. I'm keeping my I'm keeping my mind open. <laughs> dude. All right, let, let's wait, go. Yeah. No, I'm like I, I, in all honesty, like I like this stuff, but it's dude, it's getting too much. Like yeah. fucking yeah. breathing room between these fucking shows. Like I just finished WandaVision. Now I'm jumping into this. And then fucking they, they announced that uh, Black Widow's coming to theaters and Disney Plus. Like, At the same oh, time? Pretty, yeah, yeah. Pretty soon. Damn. No one's going to go to watch that. In yeah, no one's going to theaters. Actually, I might watch it. <laughs> you want to be able to pause it. Yeah. What if I want to get like, <laughs> like a look at the cutscene, you know? Which uh, a rumor is that this show is going to lead into... Or, or is going to be like it is going to have Easter eggs to whatever happens in WandaVision. So just look out for that, maybe. Um, yeah. But speaking of that, speaking of movies that are being released theatrically, studios sort of working around their business model. I heard that Warner Brothers is going to return to theatrical completely by 2022 with like a deal they just brokered. Really? So. Yeah, they're trying to just make it temporary. I mean, who knows? That's what they say. They want to go back to theaters. Maybe it's because they're like pissing off so many directors like Villeneuve and Nolan, <laughs> and like um, the guy who does In the Heights. I think, I don't know if he's pissed, but I mean, he probably is, but he's more like quiet about it. But yeah, like I think most of the creatives, most of the talent wants to go back to theaters. But who knows? The consumers might make the choice and go like, "Hey, I'm not fucking moving an inch to watch a fi- to watch any entertainment. I'm staying right here in my couch." What do you guys think? They got diamond hands. Diamond <laughs> hands. I, I like. I, I I feel like the like every single studio would have to kind of band together and saying and like stopping the this streaming strategy. And and going to theaters, and I I feel like a lot of people will be reluctant to return, but slowly it'll probably come back. Yeah, it's gonna be a very slow, very slow. I think. Yeah. They, yeah, they say 2022, so that's like next year, right? So yeah, like, that might work if it's like late 2022. That might. That I don't know. Like First, wait, go go for it. Uh, I was talking to some people, and they were like, they they would be down to like watch it at home but you have to think like when you're a teenager like going to the movies was sort of like a thing you do right yeah. like you wouldn't just yeah. want to chill at home with like your mom and dad you'd like <laughs> like to watch movies you kind of want to like go out with friends it's sort of like a whole ordeal you like it's get expensive. popcorn you like all go in like one car or something mm-hmm. and it's sort of like a hangout occasion but i don't know yeah. if that's like big enough because I don't know these movies like everyone would go see them like grandma would go see them everyone so well I don't know if like they're gonna all collectively decide to just stay home and stream 
I think yeah. it's mostly going to be streamers because, like, if uh, if theaters are kind of like slow to open back up, um, people are going to be still skeptical of like how safe they are, and I think it's going to take a while for people to, uh, as like a population, go out to the same degree as they were before the pandemic. Um, that's just yeah. how I'm I'm thinking it's going to be. It could be a completely different where everyone's just like, okay, I'm vaccinated now, and try time to just like not care at all about uh you know other strands and shit like that coming out yeah but i don't want to get political or anything it's just like i I feel like the the theater is definitely an experience uh i would i would definitely let you go back uh i would definitely go back yeah I, i feel like most people would um for that experience part of it and even even though they uh uh like i'm I'm trying to think of like business-wise what would make more money for a studio, and my my thought is just theaters, like obviously. Yeah. But like the this, tickets, dude. This premiere access shit that Disney's doing, if that takes off, what is that? that? That's what would um, if you have Disney Plus and you want to watch one of their new movies, like like uh, same day. It was Mulan, and then it was. The, the dragon animated one and it's going to be black widow now and cruella i think yeah same day as theaters so you have to pay more money yeah you have to oh basically my. Pay the subscription <laughs> a 30 dollar premium oh to unlock my. it in your subscription so if you stop paying you don't own that movie damn um, <laughs> which is a brutal. 30 a month or one time no one time it's a it's like brutal okay. unlock it one time uh but and I think it only unlocks it for like a month or two weeks or some bullshit like that. I'm not Whoa. <laughs> Jesus, Disney. Dude, the mouse is just in our pockets trying to just <laughs> take our hard-earned cash. See, like, yeah. Ex- like, if the if this ends up working out for them, if this Premier Access thing, I feel like they would go this route, like, a lot more because they keep 100% of those profits. Whereas... Right. With theaters, they don't. But again, theaters is like, like you said, an experience. And theaters, like a movie, can gross up to like two billion dollars in theaters, which is insane. And I exactly. don't know if a movie, a uh, streaming only movie, would be able to go nearly that far. Mm-hmm. So, like, I yeah. think when it comes to what's more profitable, profitable, theaters do get a cut, but. The business model goes like every week the theater's cut gets bigger and bigger. So the first week theaters get like almost nothing. They get like 10% of the ticket. And the second week it's 23rd is like 30, 40, and then like half. Roughly, roughly. That's usually how the deal works. And like the thing about streaming though is whoever has the account Anyone could just go to their house and watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like anyone also with the account with the login, people share logins all the time. So people with a login can just watch it. And only one person has to pay that 30 bucks. So 30 bucks can like spread around 10 people or so. But with a the theater, like every single person is accounted for. Like if you want to buy a ticket, you if you want to like take your family, you have to like pay for every single person. The family, which costs like sixty bucks or something crazy, you know. So I think Premier Access might actually pop off. Like, 
it might actually be cheaper for people to buy premiere access and then watch it at home instead of like drive out to the theater buy popcorn buy tickets for like all the kids and like the family and then go go into the theater and like watch the movie so who knows man i'm excited to let's say if we're placing bets who do you think wins streaming or theater long term like two Uh, years from now streaming Okay. Whoa, like, selling out, dude! Stabbing I'm, I'm not, your boys. I'm not saying back. I like it. I'm not saying I like it. It just is what I'm, it is. I'm just saying it is what it is. I got yeah. embra- I got to embrace the truth, man. Damn, I'm gonna be that boomer. That's who's sad. Just like who's just like I hate streaming. But, <laughs> but I think you know once VR headsets take off and they become super affordable, people are gonna be able to watch movies in a like simulated theater, and it's gonna be like no different from like the oh. other thing interesting if vr comes that's a game changer like that's what i think would drive people back out are like interesting experiences entertainment experiences where you go in like and it's a dome or something or it's a vr headset like or it's like an interactive arcade (laughs) what do you mean fuck that (laughs) death cinema's dead dude it's time for new no it's cinema's just evolving it's just a different it's just a different uh stage of evolution Dude, if I have to fucking put on a VR headset to go to the theater and fucking yeah. watch it on a big screen, I'll fucking shoot myself. I'm like, come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, oh, extreme hey, boy, hey. it's a little extreme. If, yeah, if that's the fucking if that's the length I have to go to now, like to fucking experience something like that, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> They'll just ship a VR headset to your door for like twenty dollars, and it'll be like and you have to ship it back. In all honesty, I don't think VR is gonna be that huge that people will pivot to it. Give it time, man. Just give us time. I, I people get motion sickness from it. A lot of people. Do. Yeah, they'll figure yeah, it people out. People got they'll figure out the kinks. People got motion sickness from when they saw the first fucking Lumiere Brothers film of like a train. <laughs> yeah, the train at them. They all fucking like dodged away. away. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. train's gonna hit us. All right, my, yep. I don't think like personally, I do not think it's gonna happen. VR for VR, unfortunately. I think, like, I think I have a VR it is long term. I have do? a VR headset. Yeah, I do, and I've used that thing. I think the last time I used it was a year ago. Like it's not. I could take that off your hands. It sounds like you don't. Really yeah, need dude, it ship that shit to me. Here's the thing. No, dude, there's like, no, there's no good. Wait, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, like there's nothing good you can do on it. Like I've tried watching Netflix on there, and <laughs> I just like it. Just puts me in a simulated like couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Possessor. He puts the VR headset and he's just in front of like a desktop PC. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's kind of so like, for that. like I saw it, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, wait, it didn't put you in a theater; it just put you in a couch. That's kind of dumb. You, like, I think the theater is kind of cool. It has theater mode, but because like the pixels <laughs> are so like close to your face, it doesn't like make the theater like the image a lot better. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's still like the same it's amount of harder pixels. to see. Sometimes. It's still like sixteen by nine or something. Okay, like, it's not like great. <laughs> and dude, I saw, I saw like the uh, SJ. Uh, film festival. I forgot what. No, it was like a South by Southwest or whatever. Yeah, SXSW. Um, yeah, they they have a VR. They're gonna have a VR uh, premiere for like the uh, the next one in twenty twenty one. Not gonna work. Yeah, I don't know if that already <laughs> happened yet, but like, like they, the thing, like you can yeah, walk around on. the town and and just like go into the theater and watch a movie with like a bunch of people in VR chat. Um. It seems really cool. I think that's kind of like where our future is headed. 
because yeah. I guarantee you we're we're gonna have another pandemic or, or some sort of like big thing where people can't really damn dude john's john's super doomer on the podcast i mean dude if you look at if you look at like the history where it's like there's world wars and shit and like famine and destruction like it's it's guaranteed to happen at some point i'm not saying it's, it's gonna be like for long periods of time but that's like, true that's true. when we're all when that in that kind of place where like we need to stay home and and shit and it's just like dude world war one world war two only happened like a couple like maybe a couple decades after the sequel dude yeah, happened man. like a couple decades after. We're gonna, we might get a pandemic too. COVID twenty. We're still learning how to be human, and uh, we're gonna fuck up along the way. Yeah. So you know, it could be World War Three. God forbid, you know. But like, dude, but the thing about VR is that like the content creators aren't there. Like everyone, all yeah. the artists are still on different plot mediums, so they're all still doing film, right? And if like people start moving towards vr like more of the audiences start going to vr more people are going to start creating on vr and that's when you start to see like good stuff right now i agree there's probably like no good uh, critically acclaimed things on vr right now because there's just like no creators or artists right now it's just mostly oh look at like google earth like you could fly <laughs> around google earth or oh look at how you can go talk to these people in vr chat there's half-life like three games. bro yeah you can play like an old ass game well half-life three well it's it's half-life but it's called half-life alex this is a new one it came out like 2020 i think yeah. oh yeah i think it'll be bigger for gaming i yeah. can see blow up for gaming. yeah gaming is like the main thing right now i don't think like yeah the experiences are kind of like dry i think i mean there's come there's some cool stuff but Gaming is definitely going to be like the forefront for VR, but then I think eventually films are going to find their way and entertainment in general is just going to find its way into VR. I disagree with you, John. I'm sorry. Well, let's make a bet. We're going to bet oh, 5,000 Bitcoin, no matter no matter the value of Bitcoin at the time that we finish <laughs> our bet. That's going to be $5 billion. Back, we come back 80 years from now, okay? If you're still alive, we come back. I'm going to be dead. Um, I know I'm surviving that long. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Have faith in yourself, man. Dude, I'm not making it to 50. Let's be honest. No, you, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Vera's going to pop off before then, so it doesn't matter. Are you going to be like a stuntman or something? Are you going to be Tom Cruise's stuntman when he's like 70? (laughs) No, okay, wait. what's What's the timeline when we're 80? No, 80 years from now. Oh, dude, that what the like, fuck? I'm not. No one's gonna live hey, that man, long. Hey, man, we don't know the technology that can come out. We might be able to upload ourselves into the cloud, into the VR, into the <laughs> VR. Ozzy, you'll be singing it for a tune. And then, the Ozzy, I'm gonna come to collect. All right, when okay. that happens, okay. I'm coming okay, to collect. <laughs> but if it doesn't happen, I, I don't give a fuck if you're on your deathbed. <laughs> He's collecting. Collect. Just like I'm Billy like, Holiday? Oh, too soon. You're going to be yeah. in a coma, oh, and I'm like, pay up, John, and I'm going to smack you around like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus you're like, Christ. Let me die. <laughs> Let me die. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll make that bet right now. All right. I'm Damn. locked in. We're locked in. I, Audience, I VR, remember this. VR movies are going to happen. All right. I'm thinking that, VR is the next big thing for okay. film. <laughs> Like I'm not going to say it's the next week thing. Well, not the <laughs> next, not the next one, but, but like consecutively down the line of the next big things, I'm sure it's going to be in there. Okay. 
Okay. That, that, All right. That. We're locked in. We're locked, we're locked in. in, guys. A wager. We'll, we're going to keep following this VR storyline. Yes. For the for the rest of the podcast. But speaking of other storylines, the Suicide Squad trailer. What did we hey. think of that, guys? I loved it. I thought I, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. I uh, it's super different from the last one, which I think is great. It's like a lot more humorous. Um. And I, I like, I'm excited for it. And I yeah, hate how too. like superhero films always try and generate hype around like certain characters. And this one, I didn't really feel that. Like they were, they weren't really trying to hype up Harley Quinn that much in the trailer. Like, Although she was really good in the trailer. Like, yeah, I mean, like she I was saw. in a lot of the trailer, but like, dude, there didn't seem like anything where it was just like zooming in on her in slow motion, and then she like winks and smiles with a bat. Like I don't know, it just it <laughs> felt really super cheesy in the first trailer. Yeah, um, just to, and- like. Yeah. What? Sorry, sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to catch you. You're off. good. I no. Like honestly, from these like the small clips that she had in this trailer, I'm like, I already like her better than in the entire Suicide Squad movie. Like, yeah, no, she seems like she's actually a character now. Like, yeah. In, in the last one, it just seemed like she was kind of just a show. Like, and I feel like all she really did was just call people um, names and just not really have any dialogue that was meaningful david ayer did not know how to write for her or joker like or in general um i thought the suicide squad movie was a mess and i i thought that he didn't know how to write any of those characters very well especially harley quinn and the joker um but i think i think like what she's doing here like the small little clip she had was really good john cena looks so odd in that costume. <laughs> he's got like a, a weird helmet, right? That just yeah. hilarious. Dude, and it's like super comics accurate, but it, it does not look good on film. I hope, like, <laughs> I'm wondering if they're gonna like comment on that like more throughout the film. But he's supposed to be like this very like patriotic guy who would go to any lengths to to fulfill his like duty, like of goodness. Mm-hmm. So he'll like fucking torture someone if he he oh, thinks God. get him like to him like to 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 better like for justice like like how you kind of said in the in the trailer like that that's his character he goes to like extremes but sounds like the boys <laughs> <laughs> I think I think honestly he kind of is more, like like one of those characters and I I feel like this movie is gonna very is gonna be very similar to the boys yeah i'm excited for it like the tone they were going for nailed it and i think james gunn has a really good track record and i mean he already proved himself with the guardians of the galaxies movies Mm -hmm. and this is going to be rated r right yeah so he can he can go wild and dude james gunn is a wild boy did you see like (laughs) all the stuff he did before that like uh super tromeo Juliet and stuff. Wait, this James Gunn crazy shit. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm thinking. I, I thought he did uh, Aquaman, but I think it was someone else. He did Scooby Doo. I think it's James Wan. Oh, wait, did he write? Oh, that's Scooby James Wan. Yeah. Scooby Doo. I'm not sure. I think I think he just he might have just written Scooby Doo. Wait, let me check. Oh yeah, he's uh, a write. I think he's like a pretty. He's like a writer director. He writes yeah, a lot too. He's talented. He's oh, definitely he, talented. He wrote, he wrote this movie. Yeah. So, and so I think probably... his like dialogue's really good here. 
Sorry. What was are they, they calling this the Suicide no. Squad 2, or are they just calling this the Suicide Squad? Just a Suicide Squad. Wow. Suicide Squad. So uh, is this going to be canon? Like, are they just going to ignore the last one? I think they Do are going to just ignore please. the last one. Please, I don't want to watch the last one. Like, <laughs> I think it's kind of like a reboot, but still like, like you don't have to watch the last one, but it's still canon. Uh-huh. It's, it's so kind of weird. weird. Like, all the characters are coming together for the first time, and it's just like, no, this is not, this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, like I'm pretty sure the sec- the first one's canon, but you don't have to watch it. And he's just kind of doing like James Gunn's doing his own thing without like worrying about the first one, because mm-hmm. uh, it's like completely different, totally different, whatever. Um, so you like if you don't have to watch the first one, and I I would in- encourage you not to. Okay, uh, dude. You'll just be like, I uh, want two hours of my life back, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we should release the one. air cut. No, no. Release oh. the air cut. Hashtag air cut. Get it out there. It's just five yeah. hours of no. horrible, <laughs> horrible just B-roll. It's not even... <laughs> dude, so David Ayer, is... I don't think David Ayer is that great of a, a writer. Like he, I, I think his like, directing... Is like very one note, and he could only do one one type of thing. And I'm not I'm not a huge fan of his his movies. It's like police would, uh, theme, right? Police huh? and crime. Yeah, yeah. Like he uh, Training Day was like his best movie. Like it won. I think it won Denzel Washington an Oscar, right? Mm, and like every single it. one of his movies kind of is the same, like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like that, End of Watch is kind of like that. Bright. Oh my god. I forgot. Uh, about I heard that. that's so horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Bright 2 is coming out though soon. Dude, really? a lot of people saw it, I think. Bright 2? No, Bright 1. Oh. Is it really it did very well? It was popular on Netflix for a while, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people trashed it. I remember seeing a lot of like Dude, why do people watch just like trash <laughs> on Netflix and then are like, this sucks? But then they still watch it, like the people Bird see Box. Will Smith, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch this now." <laughs> oh, that's true. Netflix counts like if you see two minutes of a of a movie, they're like, "That's a view." Counted. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe people only watch like the first two minutes, and then they turned it off. And then Netflix is like, "Look how many people watch this movie." We it's got him. Yeah, we, we got him, boys. <laughs> um. Oh, I had one last piece of news. Um, did you guys hear Steven Spielberg's new movie is going to be a personal autobiographical sort of thing it's going to be based on his own life about him as a kid growing up like what inspired him to become a filmmaker and Michelle Williams is going to play his mom and Seth Rogen is going to play his uncle (laughs) Uh... it's interesting like I mean, Spielberg sort of just directs like remade properties or like stuff that already has source material, but this might be his first personal film in like a long time. You know, this might be his magnum opus because the guy's getting pretty old. Like, I, I, know, I know this man made a uh, Jurassic Park and he made uh, he what? Made Jaws, he's made a right? top. Oh, with the Steven Spielberg uh, guy, I, I think uh, I've heard him before. He's made a, you he's know, made a, let me think. Saving Prior Ryan, Schindler's List, Indiana Jones, right? Indiana Jones. But, but, but keep this in mind, he's also made um Tintin. <laughs> Ready Player One. Also made Ready Player One, which I was not terrible. You don't have to name by. his entire filmography, man. We know 
And we then, know what he's done, dude. Ultra's made close, encounter, close encounters of the third kind. He's he's reading he's Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. That movie Bro, was he said Indiana Jones already. Dude, that movie <laughs> was IMDb. Oh, no, no, no. Here's what I'm doing. I, I'm like comparing like he, he oh, really I see what good you're doing. films, but then he could also make like kind of bad films. Dude, yeah, he's made a really good film in a while, honestly. Yeah, his more recent stuff is just like declining. Um he he's releasing what's the uh the the West Side Story remake, which I'm I'm not like I'm not in for that. Uh yeah. <laughs> I like honestly like I, I'll have to see it to like like be the first look at it before I judge it, but I'm not a huge fan of people doing autobiographies of anything. Like if they do books, if they do movies, because I feel like that's autobiographies are very like filtered. Yeah, and you're biased. Like, you're like yeah, writing exactly. your own story. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I prefer like biographies, people that like write for you. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it sucks to say, but like, I haven't been excited about a Steven Spielberg movie. And like, wow. just gonna. Oh, like, me neither. In a while. So this is just another like, okay, uh, someone's working on a movie. Cool. Yeah, I I do. Since, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Shia LaBeouf. I was just like, all right, I'm no longer really. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean he made Lincoln. Lincoln was good. Lincoln was good, but did you guys? Speaking of Shia LaBeouf, did you guys see Honey Boy? That's sort of like. Oh yeah, the, dude, I love oh, it. Yeah, oh, so yeah, it, that's right. sort of like the vein where it's going for. Where Honey Boy was like about Shia LaBeouf's childhood and about like his dad and stuff. So maybe he's gonna do, dude. But I don't know if like that style i don't know maybe he's gonna make it seem like an 80s movie growing like, up in like the 70s or something or the 60s is wait it like is he is the character in it gonna be called like is he like the kid gonna be called steven spielberg in i that? don't think so i think or, it's just gonna be based on his life and he's I, gonna like change the names oh like i really liked honey boy I oh, you was, did? Oh shit! Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Um, it's really good, man. And like, cause like I I used to watch Even Stevens, and I like I kind of paralleled like, oh my god, that's when he was working on Even Stevens or like something like that. Um, uh-huh. So it might be might be interesting in that sense. Hopefully, it, like he delves a little bit more deeper into like troubles that he's faced growing up or whatever, not just. Him like being fascinated by film for like two hours. Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf plays his abusive dad, so you can like he's like channeling the abuse he had as a kid from his dad into that role, and it's just like (laughs) when he's like beating up on the main character, you're just like, holy shit! Like he's, can you imagine just like, can you imagine being his dad seeing that, just being like, uh, super Jesus, yeah. (laughs) Now everyone knows, like, damn, dude. Yeah, so, so uh, supposed to be between us. <laughs> yeah, they did not have a good relationship. I don't think. Yeah, they did not. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, on that note, that's uh the movie Misfits podcast for this week. Uh, um, <laughs> what do whose choice? Whose pick is it this week? Is it Ozzy's? I'm uh, mine. It's it's Ozzy's, I think, because yeah, I, I picked Cherry before yeah, that. Yeah, and then John, you picked uh Billy. Take us away. You big Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish documentary. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish documentary. Locked in. Locked in. Right. No. Locked uh, in, dude. I I will pick Godzilla vs Kong. Let's go. 
I'm gonna try watching it in theaters, dude. Wow, I am my ticket right now, dude. Buy Let's a go, hat. dude. Buy, buy the buy the god buy the dinosaur inflatable thing we talked about. Oh yeah, I go in there with a dinosaur suit on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what if you see another guy in a King Kong suit? Are you gonna fucking fight him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I would charge right into dude, him. I don't care I'm, if gonna, security. I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna send you the link to a Godzilla inflatable costume. I got you. Bet. bet. <laughs> If it's like less than $30, I will seriously consider buying it. <laughs> and then on top of that, wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're going to ask me, like, sir, are you wearing a mask under that? <laughs> this is my mask. And then um, I'll just like have an audio file on my phone ready for the Godzilla roar. And that's how I'll <laughs> Yes. But uh, yeah, that, that is my pick. Godzilla vs. Kong on HBO yes. Max. This oh. um, Yeah. Oh, it's this but, Wednesday. I'm day. really excited to see what you guys think about it because, like, oh shit, I can watch um, it in the theaters. Too. I like these movies. I don't. I'm really excited because, like, you guys are always talking about Marvel Universe, and I feel left the out. Godzilla. But now, welcome to my universe. All right. Wait, before we go, have you heard of Shin Godzilla? Oh yeah, movie? I love that. Yeah, great. Okay, okay. 2016. I heard it's yeah. good. I I wanted to see if you saw it. It's but... a little bit like slower than uh, yeah. the American ones, but. It's uh, it payoff is a lot better than the American ones because like, uh, it's more intellectual. I feel with like the whole thing about natural disasters and and just like uh, pollution. Right. It's, it's a lot more in depth, uh, like analysis. They go into like a lot of science, which is really interesting. Mm. Interesting. And, cool. Yeah. All right. Before we sign out, we're gonna do a very special patreon episode where we watch the justice league the 2017 justice league yes, we're gonna review yes. it. We'll do a commentary <laughs> track and we're gonna post it on our patreon it's only gonna be three bucks a month guys we have a lot of good content on there we have old episodes and we have our golden globe stream which is like four hours long we're gonna keep adding stuff we're gonna do the oscars after that got a lot of great content for you guys in the future so more if you're interested here. in that, look out for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. See you next you. week. See ya. Peace.